I guess this is day one. Yeah. Day zero probably would have been the day she gave it to you. Day zero was yesterday. I bought this. Oh, I thought that she gave it to you for uh, Valentine's Day. No. Oh. I bought it. Oh. Why? To, for your drinks? Yes, I could grow, finally get mint in nice. my house. So I like the way it smells. That's cute. All right. Now we got, uh, we got plant update photos. You're so our, cute. I can't Insta with note. you. It's going to be so sad when it dies. <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, no. This is 28. Is it? Oh, okay. All right. Welcome to the 28th episode of Beer and Fear. My name is Paige. My name is Zach. <laughs> my name is Zach. <laughs> no, my name is Zach. Okay. Sorry. Uh, this episode is on uh, sleep paralysis. Yeah. I like uh, I like this topic. Um, it's I'm intrigued me in the past before. Because every time I suggest something to you, I always get like the surprised emoji or like a what? Yeah. It's shocking it's not anything i'd I'd expect you never like you never stick to the list that we have no which is not a bad thing i like to be different yeah i dig it i don't i don't know like i'll find something on the list maybe that i like but i really just like going uh to a store and being like "Hmm, that could be so you found the beer first this time Yeah, every time i don't do it the other way anymore okay i stopped doing that a while ago all right i like it i also found a beer for my next episode that I think oh, that yeah. you are going to find very interesting. And I want to tell you what it is. So you have to edit this out. Okay. Because I think it sounds very interesting. Okay. What? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Interested. Did you find this at Benny's? Mm-hmm. Ooh, wow. Yeah, and the topic is going to be... Uh, oh. Because the can art is a uh, plague doctor. Nice. I want, I want to get a tattoo of a plague doctor. You would. Somewhere. Um, somewhere in my arm. Hmm, somewhere. So I, you need to get another tattoo. Yes, I could. Uh, it, that would be my surviving the coronavirus tattoo. Ah, there doctor. you go. Good, yeah. good. Okay. So that I have makes some. Sense. I have some ideas. Do we have phone. anything to update with me for the week, dude? Uh, do we? Yeah. Oh, update you. Yeah. Oh, thought you were, thought you were talking like third person for a second. No. <clears throat> what is that? First day of Women's History Month. March uh, 1st was the first day of Women's History Month. <laughs> I'm looking at my calendar here. and it Just so everybody knows. Yeah, it is uh, Women's History Month. <laughs> we are currently March. celebrating Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. Did you not write anything on, uh, on your thingy? I didn't write anything this time around, no. I think the only thing I have to update is I have a plant now. Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we're it. doing plant updates That's from it. now on. Uh, check out our Instagram, Beer and Fear Cast, for uh, uh, plant updates. Yes. Uh, weekly. Yes. It'll be weekly plant updates. I have a plant. Shouldn't you do week one then and not day one? Fuck. <laughs> All right. I got to change it. <laughs> You're right. Uh, that's it. What about uh, you? Uh, nothing new, really. I start my new job officially. I was going to ask you about that. Yes. I start my new job on Monday. I'm very excited and hope to 
every deity that this sticks. Um, it's just going to be me working like by myself. So I'm pretty oh, excited. Okay. Like I'm going to see my manager like once or twice a week. <clears throat> what maybe? What exactly are you responsible for? Or will you be doing? It's literally just selling dog food. Oh. My life is going to be so easy. It's like you said it was like a nutritionist yeah. thing. Okay. Nice. Like a pet food nutrition coach. Dig it. It's wild. Hook me up with that free cat food. You though. got it, baby. All right. I don't know, but I'm excited about it. Excellent. So I start Monday and I will let you know how it goes. I have to go to Chicago to train. So I'm going to be in downtown Chicago. Fun stuff. I hate that commute. I hate the idea of driving in the city. Driving out there is horrible. Finding parking sucks. Yeah. But um, luckily I looked ahead at the Google Maps just to be like, oh, do I need to like find a parking garage in advance? They have a parking lot. Like, oh, the, good. They have a parking lot next to them. Excellent. So I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I did not want to deal with I mean, that. You could take the, the bus out there. You know. Can you see my ass on public transportation? I'd get lost. Hmm. I have very bad sense of direction. Like every time. That's the reason I get so anxious going to the city because I'm always worried I'm going to get lost. Oh, I just follow my GPS. I mean, I know how to get around the loop, and that's about it. Well, no, I'm talking like, uh, you know, because going to Chicago was like the thing to do when you were like a teenager. Sure. I'd be like, I cannot go alone because they'd be like, oh, we're going to take, you know, the metro. We're going to take the mm. bus. We're going to take the cabs. And I'm just like, I would not know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what line to get off on. I just know <laughs> it should be blue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Public transportation, like uh, understanding stops and things like that. That took me a while too to figure out. Well, you went to school down there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was easy for me because I got on at the very end of the line oh. and I got off at the other very end of the oh, line. That's so so easy. What the yeah. fuck? What a simple life. Right. Um, um, other than that, nothing new to start. Um, it's okay. Not a whole lot. Chill weekend. Uh, oh, I need to start posting more pictures. Yeah, pet pics. I need to do a tarantula pic. The weather's getting nice out too. That's I'm going to start doing outside pics. Another nice thing. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about. We have the window cracked and the blinds open, so there's, He's a mad man. there's light in here now. He doesn't know who he is anymore. It's nice. I'm the enjoying little the, emo boy is enjoying lost. the day. Yep. So the beer I picked is from Old Irving, and it is not Beezer again. It is called Deep Thoughts. I would be a little uh, confused if yeah, it was I would too. Beezer. It's called Deep Thoughts. It Deep is a double IPA. Okay. Cool. Uh, the uh, ABV is eight percent. Oh. The IBU is thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. <laughs> and the SRM is eight. Okay. Uh, eight. Wow. Uh, Cryo Citra, Cryo Simcoe, and Cryo Amarillo are the hops. Uh, I'm gonna go into those. Some um, sad oh, hops. it's uh, it's a double dry hopped. I should have mentioned that. Sorry. They're crying so much. They're Very crying. Sad. Double dry hopped, double IPA. Double dry hopped, double IPA. This one is Citra Cryo, uh, and it basically just says what Citro hops or Citra hops are um, made with. So it's mm -hmm. like tropical and citric notes, uh, citrus notes uh, that make it a great flavor and aroma addition to your brew. I think we had uh, one of the early ones, one of the real early ones who had Citra hops. I think it's so interesting that hops are just a combination of hops. Hops are what? A combination of like different hops. Huh. So like citra hops are compromised of compromised <laughs> comprised they're compromised oh, no are comp uh, comprised from Hallertau, uh, -huh. uh, and East Kent Golding oh, and contains high alpha acids. Yeah, I remember that we've had we've definitely had citra hops before in the beer. 
Uh, they array from fruit aromas, so grapefruit, melon, lime, gooseberry, passion fruit, lychee, and mango. Is it lychee or lychee? I thought it was lychee, but I've never learned how to say I it right. I think it's lychee. Mm, I'm go with that. Uh, Simcoe hops are known for their earthy pine characteristics. Uh, they also have high alpha hops, mm -hmm. um, so high alpha acid, and they're more of an earthy flavor. Okay, and then Amarillo is going to be big orange citrus flavor. I feel like maybe we, we've we definitely had that one also. Was it Amarillo hops? I feel like green tornado? I don't know. Uh, Deep Thoughts does not have a score on Beer Advocate. Oh my gosh. We, Nothing. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> uh, it has an average rating of uh, 4.5, but it's out of two reviews. Okay. Uh, yeah, nothing. Wow. Literally huh. nothing. No score. Just the two comments. Um, do you... I don't, I'm sorry if you get to this, but do you know when this beer was released? Mm, I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. um, Old Irving was... Remember, I couldn't really find that much on them. We were trying to like go back in their Facebook profile mm -hmm. photos to see um, when they yeah you know, when they started. But I I know some of the beers that I picked that don't have any reviews or ratings from Beer Advocate is <laughs> because they're no longer in production. I don't know. But like uh, Electric Jewel, there wasn't anything because... I don't know. It's no longer made. You can't get it anymore. Right. So I don't know if this is one of the beers that you can't buy anymore. Um, if you just happen to get lucky and find it at your binnies and it's really See, not stocked anywhere else. See, I personally, I feel like it would be like new from where I saw it. Uh-huh. Could be. Let me see. No, it's got like a shit ton of reviews on Untapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm. got like a thousand reviews on Untapped. Oh, January 21st, 2021. Oh. It just came out. It's Okay, so it just came out. So that's why there's hardly anything. Uh, nice. That's cool. Hmm. Uh, the description from Old Irving itself on their Facebook page says, Big, juicy, tropical haze. Um, one thing kids like is to be tricked. For instance, I was going to take my little nephew to Disneyland, but instead I drove him to an old burned-out warehouse. Oh no, I said Disneyland burned down. He cried and cried, but I think that deep down he thought it was a pretty good joke. I started to drive over to the real Disneyland, but it was just getting pretty late. <laughs> deep thoughts by hashtag Jack Handy. <laughs> what? I like it. That was, wow, not what I was expecting. Uh, we still need to go back to Old Irving and actually eat there. Yeah. That's right. We went there and uh, they were busy. And we got kicked out. We did get kicked out. <laughs> but the guy working the counter was pretty cute, so it's okay. That's <laughs> ah, all right. Uh, okay, so there's two reviews, so I'm not actually going to bother. Oh. I kind of mm. want to go into it blind. Cool. I'm going to pull up the um, the beer list because I think... I'm trying to think if we've done a double dry hopped... Okay, I'm going to read one of these reviews after we drink it just because... Because <laughs> it's funny? Yeah, it's, it's funny. There's no indication that we've had it. Well, maybe one of these is a double IPA. Mm. I feel like we've had a double IPA before. I feel like we have too. It sounds familiar. All right, I'll get it. It's probably not cold enough. Oh, all right, we'll wait. Mm, hang out. <clears throat> <sighs> yeah, just let it all hang out. Two tequila shots later, we're ready to, to drink we're ready this beer. To go. I love the can art so much. Double dry hopped, double India. What was the other one that was double dry hopped? 
So Beezer was also double dry hopped, um, but it was not a double IPA. It was immaculate, though. Let's get into this. I'm excited. If I can crack the... There we go. I cut my nails off, so... It's fucking hoppy. Oh, my, oh, my. Oh, I could live in there. Oh. <laughs> I could live in there. Appearance, it is very dark orange. Like, this is like dark orange juice. Uh, a little bit of foam. I mean, he and I both have good pores, so it could be that it's a foamier beer, but mine's already uh, dissipated mostly. The foam's frothy. Yeah. There's not, yeah, the head The head kind of goes away pretty quick, but the very foam is quick. very, very frothy. Very frothy, yes. Uh, smell, like he said, very hopped. Are we, uh, are we doing the... The very precise beer advocate reviews now. Are we gonna? Are we one of those people? We're gonna be those people. Uh, the look is um, a deep Shut amber up, clink color. It. <laughs> Whoa, that is some hop. This is tasty. I like this, Old Irving. You know what you're doing. It's such a smooth mm. sipper. That's a good beer. There's no bite at all to it. No, Nothing. that's very pleasant. Nothing. Like even with the with the swallow, because like you know sometimes you get mm. like that rough taste in your hops when mm. you swallow. Even that. All around, just a very, very smooth, very smooth beer. But it's nothing but hop. Mm. That's good though. Mm-hmm. I taste orange. Definitely. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, the sinus feel on this one is uh, a little painful. <laughs> Did you almost spit beer out your nose? A sinus feel, one out of five. Oh, no. <laughs> so you're saying? <laughs> Orange? I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it tastes orange, um, but uh, I mean the hop, the bitterness of the hop yeah. is very, very forward. Mm-hmm. It takes over the beer, but not in a in any any bad way. I um, hate saying, like, I hate to be the person who's just like, oh, this tastes like pine because it just seems like a lot of beers have that piney hop to them. Yeah, like the Amarillo. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's just like so pleasant. Yeah, it's like woody mm-hmm. you know but uh fruity at the same time really all those flavors of the hops that you mentioned really come through and it that's what that's what i feel like this beer is it's very it's just very hop forward it brings out the it's flavors of the hops a little carbonated but like not a ton mm-hmm. so you kind of get that tingle on the top of your tongue from the carbonation and a little bit from the hops but other than that there's really no bite it's just very very smooth and enjoyable now i i don't know how beer is made not a clue we should probably look into that <laughs> we should though. maybe maybe check that out but double dry hopped i imagine whatever they do with the hops they do it a second time mm-hmm. um i'd like to look into that and see what exactly how that how that's done but i don't know but i want to keep sipping this uh, but i i think the the point of that is to just bring more 
flavor out of the hops mm-hmm. into the beer. And that's precisely how this tastes is just very hop forward. And all those flavors you mentioned from the hops definitely come through very well yes. in this. But again, not in an overwhelming way at all. It's very pleasant. It's, it's very smooth, very fruity, very piney. The the burp is piney and woodsy. Oh, you did get a burp. I off did of get it. a burp. It was pi- Let me it try. Is nice. You're right, piney and woodsy. <laughs> oh yeah, remember when we were talking about legs? Legs? Oh yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, "Don't call them legs. It's stumps." <laughs> the stumps on these <laughs> are very interesting. Yeah, the the foam hangs out on the side of the glass. Um, the the mouthfeel of it is a little bit thicker, and I think that's a, a mm. good indication. Is the stumps on the glass? Look at that in the sunlight. It's Whoa, beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah, um, not opaque, but uh, you know, there is some light that comes through. But the mouthfeel is a little thicker. Okay. Juicy. Oh yeah, you got a review. Let me read this review. Uh-huh. Opaque, dark orange appearance. Mm-hmm. This is from Guy Fox, which immediately I'm oh, just god. like, oh god, <laughs> oh, you probably own a freaking mask. You probably really like V for Vendetta. Anyways. It's a rough pour yielded a small white head, a thick curtain of lace, baking soda, orange soda, and table sugar notes in the nose. Not real appealing. Sticky, medium, thick mouthfeel. It's thick mouthfeel. Drinkable in a pinch, but surely not pleasurable. (laughs) Not one I'll return to. Did he did he did like asterisk slurp? He did asterisk. asterisk. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Definitely right on the mouthfeel. I was trying to. I didn't get a very good. I can't really smell much of anything after that sinus uh, feel. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> I get. You know what? It, this is weird. It smells like cat litter. We need to go on Monday. They do a new burger of the week and a new wing of the week. Old Irving. Yeah. Okay, I'll need a need to get a Monday off. I mean, it's a new burger throughout the week entirely, but I just oh. figure Monday is when it starts. So, woo. It's probably less busy. Did you hear me? It smells like cat litter. It smells like cat litter to you? Yes. I don't smell that. I smell like tropical notes. It smells like. It smells like a cat just used the cat box. That does not smell like that to me. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe that's like the baking soda, baking powder he was talking about. No, it's in there. I don't know. It's got an interesting smell to it. Yeah, mouth feels thick. It's juicy. It's hoppy. It's delicious. Um, we'll rank it. I was actually going to uh, just copy and paste a lot of stuff from the Wikipedia article mm-hmm. again, but I decided not to do that. Mm. Um, I actually went to a couple different websites. Hey! And I pulled information from Wikipedia and from these two websites and kind of combined everything together. Look so um, I noticed the Wikipedia article on sleep paralysis has a lot of, it goes very in-depth with all the sciencey stuff. Yes. Um, so a lot of the stuff that I talk about is very, is much easier to understand. Yes. So I hope it'll be easier okay. to follow. Um, I look forward to this because I don't know that much about the science of it. All right. And I do talk a little bit about it. So first... What is sleep paralysis? Sleep paralysis is a parasomnia, or an undesired event that is associated with sleep. It's a feeling of being conscious but unable to move. 
It occurs when a person passes between stages of wakefulness and sleep. Mm -hmm. During these transitions, you may be unable to move or speak for a few seconds up to a few minutes. One may also hallucinate, hear, feel, or see things that are not there, which often results in fear. Some people may also feel pressure or a sense of choking. How is it caused? While sleeping, the body relaxes and voluntary muscles do not move. This prevents people from injuring themselves due to acting out dreams. Sleep paralysis involves a disruption or fragmentation of the rapid eye movement, REM, sleep cycle. The body alternates between rapid eye movement and non-rapid eye movement, NREM. One REM to NREM cycle lasts about 90 minutes. And most of the time spent sleeping is in NREM. During NREM, Hmm. the body relaxes. During REM, the eyes move quickly, but the body is also relaxed. And dreams occur at this time. In sleep paralysis, the body's transition to or from REM sleep is out of sync with the brain. The person's consciousness is awake, but their body remains in the paralyzed sleep state. Oh. Factors that have been linked to sleep paralysis include narcolepsy, irregular sleeping patterns due to, for example, jet lag or shift work, sleeping on your back, or a family history of sleep paralysis. Why and when does it occur? Sleep paralysis can be a symptom of medical problems such as clinical depression, migraines, obstructive sleep apnea, hypertension, and anxiety disorders. The condition may occur in those who are otherwise healthy or those with narcolepsy, or it may run in families as a result of specific genetic changes. The condition can be triggered by sleep deprivation, psychological stress, or abnormal sleep cycles. Sleep paralysis is commonly experienced by lucid dreamers. Some lucid dreamers use this as a method of having a lucid dream. Uh, I remember hearing about lucid dreams, uh, I think it was from Rhett and Link. I was listening to their podcast or they had an episode about it. Because I think Rhett is able to lucid dream. Hmm. And Link was trying to like figure out how to do it. Um, but when I was looking into lucid dreaming, because it seems cool being yes. able to control your dreams, knowing you're dreaming within them and you know, having whatever you want happen. I noticed uh, one of the consequences of lucid dreaming often is sleep paralysis. Mm. Uh, you'll you'll wake up from this dream and then be unable to move. Yeah. There's that disconnect from your brain still. So um, it kind of made me apprehensive of trying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that would make me a little nervous. Up to as many as four out of every ten people yeah. may have sleep paralysis. Huh. This common condition is often first noticed in the teen years, but men and women of any age can have it. Sleep paralysis may run in families. Between 8% and 50% of people experience sleep paralysis at some point in their life. About 5% of people have regular episodes. Males and females are affected equally. Hmm. Other sleep paralysis, I'm sorry, other sleep problems such as narcolepsy or nighttime leg cramps uh, use use of certain medications such as those for ADHD or substance abuse can also um, contribute to sleep, sleep paralysis. paralysis. Mm-hmm. Sleep paralysis usually occurs at one of two times. If it occurs while you are falling asleep, it's called hype hype hypnagogic. Hip what? Hypnagogic can or I see this? hypnagogic. Interesting. Like a hypnagogic jerk. Uh, jerk. Hypnagogic jerk. Uh, oh, that's, okay. that's when you're um, you're really tired, like you're, say you're in class or something, you're trying yeah. to pay attention, and you're falling asleep, and then all you of a sudden you, you, yeah. yeah, that's you're a hypnagogic like, jerk. I have those all the time. Yeah. Like, I feel so bad because I'll be watching TV with Chelsea, and I'll be like... <laughs> 
And it's really awkward when you all of a sudden jerk awake. But that's your body. Uh, it thinks you're falling. It thinks you're losing control of your body. So it automatically uh, just sends a reflex to every muscle in your body to jerk awake. So if you're falling asleep, it's called a hypnagogic or pre-dormital sleep paralysis. As you huh. fall asleep, your body slowly relaxes. Usually you become less aware, so you do not notice the change. However, if you remain or become aware while falling asleep, you may notice that you cannot move or speak. Hmm. If it happens as you're waking up, it's called, it's called hypnopomic hmm. or post-dormital sleep paralysis. Like I said, during NREM sleep, your body relaxes and restores itself, and at the end of NREM, your sleep shifts to REM, and your muscles are turned off. If you become aware before the REM cycle has finished, you may notice that you cannot move or speak. You finish that beer pretty quick. It's a good beer. It is. So what exactly happens, and what does it look like? Paige? Sorry, what? What, what, what exactly happens? I'm sorry, are you asking me to like go into my section now? Are you done? Or are you just ask, are you just pausing for dramatic effect? Yeah. The main... Okay, let's try again. Ask me again. I have an answer. I have an answer this time. What exactly happens, Paige? I don't know, Zach. What <laughs> happens? <laughs> is that better? That's great. Yeah. The main symptom of sleep paralysis is being unable to move or speak during awakening. Imagine sounds such as humming, hissing, static, zapping, and buzzing noises zapping? are reported during sleep paralysis. Interesting. Other sounds such as voices, whispers, and roars are also experienced. <laughs> that makes me think of do the roar from Shrek. It has also been known that one may feel pressure on their chest during an episode. Yes. These symptoms are usually accompanied by intense emotions such as fear and panic. Yeah. People also have sensations of being dragged out of bed <sighs> or of flying, numbness, and feeling of electric tingles or vibrations running through their body. Sleep paralysis may include hypnagogic hallucinations such as supernatural, supernatural creatures suffocating or terrifying the individual, accompanied by a feeling of pressure on one's chest and difficulty breathing. Another example of a hallucination involves a menacing shadowy figure entering one's room or lurking outside one's window while the subject is paralyzed. That's frightening. That is frightening. Several types of hallucinations have been linked to sleep paralysis. The belief that there is an intruder in the room, the presence of an incubus, and the sensation of floating. Uh, by the way, incubus is a male succubus. I know what that is. Hmm, I did not. And I was in my research, I found that out. Um, a neurological hypo hypothesis is that in sleep paralysis, the mechanisms which usually coordinate body movement and provide information on body position become activated and, because there is no actual movement, induce a floating sensation. Huh. The intruder and incubus hallucinations highly correlate with one another and moderately correlated with vestibular motor disorientation, also known as out-of-body experiences, oh. which differ from other types of hallucinations by not involving the threat-activated vigilance system. Huh. A hypervigilant state created in the midbrain may further contribute to hallucinations. More specifically, the emergency response is activated in the brain when individuals wake up paralyzed and feel vulnerable to attack. That's scary. 
This helplessness can intensify the effects of the threat response well above the level typical of normal dreams, which could explain why such visions during sleep paralysis are so vivid. Yeah. The threat-activated vigilance system is a protective mechanism that differentiates between dangerous situations and determines whether the fear response is appropriate. According to this account, the subjects attempt to breathe deeply and find themselves unable to do so, creating a sensation of resistance, which the threat-activated vigilance system interprets as an unearthly being sitting on their chest, threatening suffocation. Mm -hmm. The sensation of entrapment causes a feedback loop when the fear of suffocation increases as a result of, of continued helplessness, causing the subjects to struggle to end the SP episode. Hmm. So it's just... Um, you notice something's weird. It, yeah. it creates fear in you. That fear creates anxiety, which intensifies the fear. Sure. And it just gets worse and worse and worse until you finally struggle away from it. Oh, um, I hope to God I never have to... I wish to never have that experience. Um, how is it prevented or treated? According to most of what I've read, it can be prevented by not laying on your stomach or back. Who sleeps on their stomach? While you sleep. Uh, sleeping on your stomach is not good. Um, it, An absolute psycho. It inhibits your breathing, your normal breathing. I sleep on my side. I sleep mostly on my side, but I do sleep on my back sometimes. Um, but it can be prevented by not laying on your stomach or back. Um, I think that's... I don't think it's the supine position. It was the other one. Wait, what's the supine position? The supine position means laying horizontally with face and torso facing up. So that is the supine position. Oh, okay. The prone position is laying on your stomach... Um, I lay like this sometimes, like my legs, like like my back straight, but my legs sideways. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there's the uh, recumbent, lateral recumbent positions where you're on your side. So uh, don't lay on your supine. <laughs> uh, don't lay on your supine, <laughs> nope. kids. And uh, it can be prevented by reevaluating your before sleep and sleep routines. So just uh, have better sleep routines if you're uh, lacking a lot of sleep on it or if you make poor before sleep decisions yes stop it okay i'll stop treatment options for sleep paralysis have been poorly studied it is recommended that people be reassured that the condition is a is common and generally not serious other efforts that may be tried include sleep hygiene cognitive behavioral therapy and antidepressants what's sleep hygiene um, I guess like having a better sleep routine. Oh, um, okay. Like that makes not sense. being on your, there's your DoorDash, not being on your phone. Um, Hello, sir. Uh, while you're, you know, before sleep, uh, not listening to entertainment or music or anything like that. Like, I don't think I had a tail. It was a cable. <laughs> <laughs> Good Jesus not, Christ. Not distracting yourself before, to, before sleeping, getting healthy amounts of sleep, sleep hygiene. Some of the earliest work in treating sleep paralysis was done using a cognitive behavior therapy called a CA-CBT. CA-CBT. The work focuses on psychoeducation and modifying modifying catastrophic conditions about the sleep paralysis attack. This approach has previously been used to, to treat sleep paralysis in Egypt, although clinical trials are lacking. Interesting. Though no large trials have been taken place which focus on the treatment of sleep paralysis, several drugs have promise in case studies. Uh, Most people need no treatment for sleep paralysis. Treating any underlying conditions such as narcolepsy may help if you are anxious or unable to sleep well. These treatments may include the following. 
improving sleep habits, such as making sure you get six to eight hours of sleep each night, okay. using antidepressant medication if it is prescribed to help regulate sleep cycles, treating any mental health problems that may contribute to sleep paralysis, and treating any other sleep disorders such as narcolepsy or leg cramps. Did you look into leg cramps? I did not. Hmm. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't really see how that was um, connected, but I guess there is a kind of connection there. I was just curious. Oh. I didn't look into it. My last bullet point, sleep paralysis is believed to have played a role in the creation of stories about alien abduction and other paranormal events, and is sometimes interpreted as space alien abduction in the United States. Huh. I did not know that. I guess the whole, like, out-of-body experiences and things like that, people chalk it up to being abducted by aliens. Um that seems far-fetched. Yeah, where, like, you can't move, you're aware of yourself, but you're still, like, your mind still thinks you're dreaming, so it locks up your muscles. I don't know, people think it's aliens. Hmm. <laughs> but that is it. That's my section. <clears throat> now that we've uh, consumed some Poke Bros. Some flesh. Oh. <laughs> not a sponsor. Flesh, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the night hag. This is another topic. It is a part of sleep paralysis. I don't know. Did you read about her? Not at all. I didn't even see any any mention of it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. The night hag, or old hag, is the name given to a supernatural creature commonly associated with the phenomenon of sleep paralysis. Hmm. It is a phenomenon during which a phenomena during which a person feels a presence of a supernatural malevolent being which immobilizes the person as if sitting on their chest or the foot of their bed. Hmm. The word nightmare was used to describe this phenomenon before the word received its modern, more general meaning. Oh, wow. Various cultures have various names for this phenomenon and or supernatural character. The original definition of sleep paralysis was codified by Samuel Johnson in his Dictionary of the English Language as nightmare, a term that evolved into our modern definition. Such sleep paralysis was wildly considered the work of demons and more specifically incubi, like mm -hmm. you were saying. Which were thought to sit on the chest of sleepers. In Old English, the name for these beings was mare. Hence comes the mare part in nightmare. Well. In Scandinavian folklore, sleep paralysis is caused by a mare, M-A-R-E, a supernatural creature related to incubi and succubi. The mare is a damned woman who is cursed and her body is carried mysteriously during sleep and without her noticing. In this state, she visits villagers to sit on their rib cages while they are asleep, causing them to experience nightmares. Folk belief in Newfoundland in Canada and South Carolina and Georgia in the United States describes the negative figure of the hag who leaves her physical body at night and sits on the chest of her victim. The victim usually wakes with a feeling of terror, has difficulty breathing because of a perceived heavy invisible weight on his or her chest, and is unable to move, i.e. experiences sleep paralysis. Mm. This nightmare experience is described as being hag-ridden. Hag-ridden. Me too. The old hag was a nightmare spirit in British and also Anglophone North American folklore. In Fiji, the experience is interpreted as Kana Tevora being eaten by a demon. Oh, Jesus. 
In many cases, the demon can be a spirit of a recently dead relative uh, relative who has come back for some unfinished business, specifically with you. So like your great aunt comes back and she's just like, I'm going to consume you because I didn't get to get the last crescent roll at Thanksgiving. <laughs> and this is a problem. Uh, who has unfinished business or has come to communicate some important news to the living. Hmm. Often persons sleeping near the afflicted person say, uh, Kania, which is eat in an attempt to prolong the possession for a chance to converse with a dead relative or spirit and seek answers as to why he or she has come back. The person waking up from the experience is often asked to immediately curse or chase the spirit of the dead relative, which someone involves, which sometimes involves literally speaking to the spirit and telling him or her to go away using expletives. Go the fuck away, Get the aunt. fuck out of here. Aunt Rose. You're always coming, showing up when nobody wants ya. <clears throat> There's quite a few more, just to let you know. Uh, in the southern of the United States, the southern states of the United States, uh, sleep paralysis is sometimes referred to as witch writing. Okay. Sexy. Which writing or which writing? Writing. Ooh. <laughs> that was my last one. I'm going to do that one. But there's, <laughs> there's another one. I just like that says uh, which writing. Uh, my main article is five of the scariest sleep paralysis stories we've heard. And I feel like this requires spooky music. All right. Cue the spooky music. Yeah. Cue the spooky music. That's the thing, though. This one is white figure rocks at the end of my bed and i have to pee <laughs> just so you know well, go, uh, i gotta pee too let's take a pee break okay you go pee first are these true stories these are true stories oh wow okay. these are from people who have recounted their sleep paralysis stories oh, wow. all right prepare yourself yeah go pee raj describes her sleep paralysis as the scariest moment ever she awoke to find herself looking at herself sleeping, which I hope spooky music is going oh, yeah. on right now. Out of body experience. Yeah. As she scanned the room, she saw a figure rocking backwards and forwards at the end of her bed. That was hers. Oh, that's it? Yeah, that was hers. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's that story. Here's another one. <laughs> Called the old hag. I am 42 and first had a nightmare about a terrifying witch at the age of 16. She kneels on my chest and stares into my face, slowly getting nearer and nearer. I am completely terrified. Mm. She wears a black cloak and hood. Her face is like a witch and evil generates from her, surrounds me from her. Other times I can be lying on my stomach and she will creep her hand up the back of my head, down my face, and hook her fingers under my top teeth and pull my head back. Jesus. Other times she will bite, sit on the bed, knock the door, call my name, and generally scare the crap out of me. <laughs> <clears throat> Number three. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the name of because it just gives it away. Okay. So I am in my early 20s and I used to have mild hallucinations when waking up without the use of an alarm while being unable to move. So he experienced sleep paralysis. 
This was years ago and it never really bothered me, but it happened this morning, which was kind of my fault. So I hung a jacket from the hood of a closet door on the way in front of me the night before. And when I woke, I saw a woman standing there with the jacket on and her back turned. Somehow, I assumed someone I knew was laying in bed beside me. I don't know who, so I was trying to yell at the person beside me. Then slowly, the woman turns so I can see her from the side. And it was my cousin oh. who died last year. Okay. And was just staring at the mirror on the door. At this point, I'm losing my shit, but I can't seem to yell out. Then all of a sudden, I regain movement and end, up, and end up yelling, You see her, right? Right? What the fuck is happening? I turn, and there is just a blanket laying beside me. And I look back. I easily made out just the jacket hanging on my closet door. Hmm. Number four is the Grim Reaper. Also, the sun is directly in my eyeballs. Isn't it great? <laughs> no. Actually, I'm going to skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> Number five is I have sex sleep with my... Uh, I have sex with my sleep demons. <laughs> All right. <laughs> sleep paralysis started when I was seven, and it was scary. I remember the walls shaking and a ringing in my ears going through a tunnel. This continued into my teens, and sometimes I felt I was battling entire groups of demons that spoke strange languages. Mm. Then I explored lucid dreaming and following my spirit guides until they became unpredictable and began biting me and being evil in general. Then in my late discoveries... In my late discoveries, in my late 20s, <laughs> I discovered that I could have sex with the beings. Sure. As you would do. <laughs> I know you're thinking that is disgusting. I'm just thinking how. I would move my hand to my private area and have an orgasm by myself without ever touching myself strictly in my head. Huh. This would immediately send me to sleep afterwards, <laughs> which is how orgasms work. <laughs> and it has an added effect of making the sleep paralysis enjoyable. <clears throat> What an added effect, you absolute crazy person. Well, it sounds like a wet dream. Truthfully, it does. So I'm just kind of like, eh. it, it didn't really have sex with your sleep demons. Yeah, know. you just kind of had sex with your hand. Just kind of. Sounds like masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, whatever you say, people these days. I just like that sleep process is called old hag syndrome. Old hag. It's because of night hag. That is interesting how like the it got its origin and mm -hmm. its name and everything like that. I did not know that. The science behind it is wild though. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I um I've tried to like lucid dream before. There I have had dreams where it's like I've realized that I've I'm dreaming. I can tell myself in my dream that, oh, this is a dream. But nothing ends up happening after yeah. that. But I'm a little apprehensive about lucid dreaming if I if it means I need to that would make me nervous like see a demon in my room. I don't want to see a demon in my room. Right, that is scary. Was that all your stories? That was it. Oh wow, <clears throat> yeah. The science is really cool. Um, it is interesting, and the and then some studies people are just chalking it up to being abducted by aliens. Yeah, which is odd to me. I never really realized that was a thing. Hmm. Doesn't really seem like a thing. I don't know. Anyways, what did you think of the beer? Beer was great. Um, I'm a fan of this brewery. We got to go and... Uh, Actually experience get it. Get some food, sit at the bar. Right, you are correct. Have a few beers. And not get chased out. Eat some really good food. It looked like... Uh, what was that other beer that we had that looked similar? Beezer. <clears throat> Where it was like... A, the, the description said like an orange juice. That wasn't Beezer. That was something else. No. 
Was it Beezer? No, it wasn't Beezer. It was something else. You're right. Okay. I can't remember what it was, though. Um, and then the, the smell was uh, very fruity and hoppy. Um, it smelled like cat litter. Uh, Which I still did not get. <laughs> the mouthfeel, very thick. Uh, it's very juicy and hoppy taste. Um, the hops definitely come forward, but it's mm-hmm. super smooth. Um, and it is, I did rank it higher on our list. Um, it's a good beer. Over other beers. I enjoyed it. I'd like I... to try it if they have it on like tap or something at their brewery. Probably like, since it's you know, new. Like something fresh, you know, not canned. I bet it tastes even better. I personally enjoyed it very much. I thought it was brewed very well. Yeah. I agree. Simple answer. Old Irving knows what they're doing. They do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still need one story for, for Flights, Flights and, and Flights. Uh, emails to beerandfearcast at gmail.com. And then Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram yes. for all of our updates on new episodes, Pages, Pets, and My Plant. Exactly. That's it. Have a good day.